Welcome. Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> to episode 30 of Stay Up Home Kids. That's right. I'm Paul F. Tompkins. I'm Janie Haddad Tompkins. I am a comedian. I am an actress. Together we are... A married couple. <laughs> ...that are still quarantining because this is not getting better <laughs> <laughs> it's really not but some things uh, are accelerating it yeah but there's look, some forces accelerating some it forces yes but look here we are we got we got a roof over our heads we got each other I got my goddamn weekend water. <laughs> That's right. You're having a martini. I'm having Ugh. a glass of wine. Um, and we have been doing this for 30 weeks now, this podcast. Happy anniversary. What is the 30? What is the 30? The 10? <laughs> no. Uh, 10 is 10. Silver. 10 is 10. Well, is 30 what? Potty. You know, they, they, potty. They do. I don't know. What? If 10 is 10, 30 is potty. Potty? (laughs) Listen, I just, I think that I should lay out the fact that I'm hanging on by a thread. (laughs) It's true. You're a little afraid. A little little afraid around the edges, Mm y'all. Just Mm -hmm. a little afraid. What, uh, what do you mean by potty? (laughs) (laughs) Like a porta potty. (laughs) Okay, that's what I thought you meant. All right. It's um, the porter potty anniversary. You know they they change those things every so often. They revise them, sure, to make them more modern. Sure. So maybe thirty now is plasma screen TV. <laughs> I don't know. Who knows? Is there is even is plasma screen an outdated now? What is the latest? I have holograms. Holograms, probably, <laughs> probably holograms. Speaking of gifts, mm-hmm. we did launch our merch portal. We did. <laughs> We did. We were partnered with Kinship Goods, and we uh, debuted the merch last week. Ugh, it and was people so are buying them. It's very, it's very uh, touching to see that people are interested in. Yeah, it. and and Dan and Hillary, who are behind Kinship Goods, where you can go find our official merch. Kinship, it's, not, it's not a crime when you kinship, say they're behind it. <laughs> Kinshipgoods.com. They're working hard on new designs. Yeah, it's very exciting. So there are, there are some weekend water designs coming out. So yeah, they are in the works. That. They're not out yet. In but. the works. Look, we're, we're releasing these things slowly. Well, I think what we're doing is we're kind of like keeping it fresh, like a carousel of fresh. A car- Honey, I couldn't have put it better myself. It's like a carousel of fresh. <laughs> the expression that we all use all the time. Right. What are you eating? My olive. Oh, your olive from your martini. Yeah. Sure. I wish I liked olives. I know. It's so weird because I, I like, love Man, olives. People who like olives really like olives. I know. And I, people it, who don't oh. like olives really do not like yeah. olives. Like, there's kind of a note. Is there anyone in the middle? Now we're going to hear from people who are like, I'm in the middle. I don't, guess what? I don't want to hear from you middle people. <laughs> Give it to yourselves. I wonder if olives are like a cilantro thing. Although I'm no. in the middle about cilantro. No, but, and I'll tell you why I think it's not like a cilantro thing. Okay. Because cil- You'll have to convince me. <laughs> because cilantro is like one taste, like one flavor. It is not, and it's not like there's not a, an array. Right. And olives come in all kinds of different 
flavors mm. and shapes and the jury's still out on that <laughs> no shapes i'll grant you colors i'll grant textures. you textures mm, even textures no I'm i fight you swear on. to you they do there was at, at the fancy grocery <laughs> store near us gelson's had an olive uh, bar i know gelson's uh, i miss gelson pour one out <laughs> no it's still there it's just you know yeah there's no Olive Bar going on anymore. It's Olive Bar. There was not an COVID Olive Bar friendly. at the 365 too. Oh, was there really? Oh yeah. Which is now just a Whole Foods. Uh, no, I think it's just. Oh, did they change it finally? They kept talking about changing it. I haven't looked at the sign lately to mm. see if it's changed over. Well, I I right before we started recording, um, I started to tell Paul's story, and I was like, I'll save it for this. <laughs> So you can imagine, I'm ready to hear it's this. It's not that big of a deal. Oh, well, you probably should have told me before the podcast. Then. <laughs> I don't know what you said. <laughs> ah, but the listener will know. It's a little secret. I hope so. It's a little secret between me and the listener. <laughs> I was saying how I I had tweeted that I like wanted. I wish some Hollywood. Are you? If you're listening, <laughs> I wish that someone would hire me to host. Um. Like a show where they sent me around the world on their dime. <laughs> to <laughs> what if it was you had to do it yourself? Well, the way my Good news. <laughs> we we picked up your show. The bad news is you have to pay for all the travel. The way my career goes, you can't, like that would not. I would have been like, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I got it. Um, so on on their dime, and and it's making me think like, what if the Amazing Race <laughs> was just people. It probably is. On Expedia. <laughs> I don't know. Most of the episode is people I've trying to find the cheapest flights. I've never seen that show. but <laughs> I never have either. Maybe they do have to buy their own flights. I have no idea. Keep vamping. I... Oh, anyway, uh, the basic race. Uh, I hear it's amazing and that there's a race involved. I didn't know you were going to end and I put more olive in my mouth. <laughs> oh, you know what a blowhard I am. <laughs> oh, he's, he started talking. I have time to eat a jar of olives. I thought I had more time. <laughs> so I'd go around the world on their dime mm-hmm. to find the world's best chocolate. Yeah. Because I love chocolate. Yeah. And so this led me down a whole thing on Twitter. And I was like, you should try this chocolate, that chocolate, you know, whatever. And I was like, okay, whatever. And, I, and so um, then I was... I was telling Paul, I was like, did I ever tell you about the first time, maybe the only time, it hasn't happened again, that I ever tried Maison du Chocolat? And he was like, I don't think you did. (laughs) I don't know about any of the times you've tried Maison du Chocolat (laughs) or what it is. I'm gathering it's a house of chocolate. Wait, is this when that witch tricked you? No. So I had just moved to New York. I was working various temp jobs. And I went to my friend Allie's house. And one of her roommates had sort of like, she had like a highfalutin job. Mm-hmm. Where she, um, like, bought, like she had to go to like, Art Basel and stuff like once a year. Like she would buy like I don't even know what that is. It's like this big like art show in Basel. <laughs> what, what's Basel? 
<laughs> it's like a town in I'm I want to say Switzerland, but I might be messing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, that I should have researched some of this before I started talking mm-hmm. about how stupid I am about geography and stuff. <laughs> anyway, she well, had, you know, I am too. So. <laughs> she had like a highfalutin job, and she would like it was like an art. Co- she like worked for an art collector, like. Sotheby's or so I don't know like mm. she she would have to go to these places and acquire pieces right and it was like for like rich purse like a rich something here's one hundred dollars <laughs> find me the greatest art in the world <laughs> you I may spend one hundred dollars <laughs> in every country oh my god <laughs> actually that why not <laughs> you know <laughs> all right so her boss was like, because he was like rich and high. Fl- <laughs> did you hear that? Like, sound like a buzz, like like those fly traps. Where? Oh no! Did you hear it? Like the electric, like the ones where they fly in and fry themselves. Yeah, you didn't hear that. I did not hear that. Yeah. Well, anyway, so he for Christmas he had gifted her like this enormous box of chocolates mm. from Maison du Chocolat, which is like a French chocolatier. You know, and and I like was over there and and she was like, yeah, her boss like gave her like a one hundred and fifty dollar box of chocolate. Now, okay, so like this blew my mind. This was like 20 years ago. (laughs) I got to ask, how many chocolates do you get? There was like a lot of chocolates in it. All right. It was like it was like. Are we talking dollar chocolate? Hundred fifty chocolates? (laughs) No. Yeah. What? Or maybe like half that. There were like fifty chocolates. Seventy five? Are we haggling? I don't remember. I just remember, she, um, and her roommate was there, and she's like, "Would you like to try one?" And I was like, "Well, yeah." Mm-hmm. And I ate one of the chocolates, and I swear to the goddess that I like got a buzz. What do you mean? Like you were high? Like you felt yeah. high? Like I ate one of the chocolates. Because it was so good. Because it was like, it was like pure shit. You know what I'm saying? It was like pure <laughs> Colombian right. snow or whatever. Right. Like it was like so purified of chocolate that when I ate the chocolate, like I felt a buzz. Mm-hmm. And I've been chasing that high ever since. <laughs> <laughs> so you've never had chocolate that's that good. One other time. Oh. So when you worked at, um, when you had that job at um, VH1. <laughs> VH1, best week ever with Paul F. Tompkins. Yeah, and, and, they, and they were like, you have to come to New York this year. And it was right across the street from Jacques Torres chocolate Where? tier. And he's like, he is like a world renowned chocolatier, like a French, like he went to like. They call him Mr. Chocolate. <laughs> Do they? I don't know. <laughs> he's on Twitter. I follow him. <laughs> I follow. Anyway, they had, so I would like go visit Paul and it was like the coldest winter they'd had in like fucking 50 years. Mm-hmm. Which everyone kept telling us. <laughs> yeah. And I was like pissed about it. And um, but they had this like hot chocolate that was essentially like the drinking chocolate like they have at Starbucks. It's like it's not like hot chocolate. It's like thick, pure. Yeah, it's whatever. It's so good. It's so 
freaking good. And every time I'd walk by, I'd go, whatever it was, like a $7 hot chocolate, I didn't care because I was like, I got to have it. Like mm. I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I, I had to have it. Yeah. And when I would drink one of those, I would, sometimes we'd get high. <laughs> you kept that from me. You never told me that you would get high I'm from sure that chocolate. I'm sure I mentioned it. I'm sure I mentioned it. I remember, and I've told this, I know I've told this story before someplace else, but the, I got a, a caramel hot chocolate from Jacques Therese one day. Ugh. We were we were over there, like I was done work, we were over there, it was a long day. We could we're not like, Let's stop have a going treat. there. Yeah. Yeah. We, I mean, honestly, in retrospect, we did not go there as much as we wanted to, which I think is shows admirable restraint. <laughs> like we really did put the brakes on it. We would have gone there every fucking. Day. I love that place. Like, and they always ha- so and the good. windows were like full of like the most beautiful like chocolate sculptures. Yes, that amazing display. Yeah, yeah. So it was it was really cold. Got a hot chocolate. I had, had a, I had not had a hot chocolate in years. Uh-huh. And I get a caramel hot chocolate, and so I'm drinking it. And I'm like, oh, this is. This is nice. It's like, it's nice, thick hot chocolate, but with like a hint of caramel taste. This is really, it's delicious. And then when I got to the bottom of it, <laughs> I tilted it back. And then like there was this, uh, this sediment of caramel at the bottom. Like a glob. Oh. It was like a warm glob. I, I couldn't believe it. It was so good. Yeah. It was so, like a little, yeah. a weird surprise at the end of this hot chocolate. Yeah, it was like amazing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Jacques Trez on Nailed It on Netflix with my oh, friend yeah, Nicole yeah. Byer. And he's very cute and funny on that show. Oh, Jacques Trez, we love you. We never saw him when we were there. I know. Ne- well, that was only one of his. That was right. maybe like his flagship store, though, because it was think. like a big one. Yeah. The, and you could see the factory going. Yeah, like in the yeah, back, yeah. It was really know? cool. Yeah. Um, I loved that place. I hope, hope people are enjoying what they can enjoy. It might be. I don't know what your chocolate is. Now we're not going to name any names. I want to talk about the chocolate we just had. Oh, the chocolate we just had. I ordered some chocolate from some internet recommendations. We got some recommendations, and then we and tried I was like, this I chocolate. Try it. I was very. We tried. We did try. So you got a couple of variants of things. Yeah. And so we tried something the other night. And we're like, this is good. Yeah, it was a little sugary for me. Yeah, it's fine. I don't like a super sugary chocolate. Like I like. Yeah. I like the chocolate to dominate over the sugar. It's me too. You know? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then tonight we tried like a sort of chocolate bar. There was an assortment yeah, of chocolate bars. Yeah, came in assortment of chocolate bars. They're little fat chunks, like me. <laughs> <laughs> and so we cut one in half and tried it, and it was profoundly underwhelming. I thought it was good, but it wasn't like I didn't need to order it. No, I thought it was <laughs> kind of subpar, actually. I don't know about, I think the verdict is still out for me. I think I need to try some more variations. Well, luckily there are some more <laughs> that we have allowed. But it wasn't like, I wasn't like, oh, this is my new guilty. This is my new obsession or yes. whatever. It's my obsession. Remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. You're my obsession. Who was that? Um, it was like a guy and a girl. And it, was she working as a waitress in a cocktail? No, honey, that's, come on. That's ABC, I believe. No. H- Human League? Mm. We're bad Gen Xers. Yeah. Bad Gen Xers. T- they, all those songs came out at the same time. I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when, when I met you. you. 
I oh, love no, that, that song. That much is true. First, that he says, here's what happened. You were going to go waitress at a cocktail bar now, you? And then Don't she retells Don't you want it. me, baby? I f- it's like a... Um, I feel like that might be the, the it's like a ra- League. It's like a Rashomon. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an song, 80s... That song is an 80s, 80s Rashomon. Absolutely. <laughs> There's no way around it. Or, or like The Affair. Did anyone watch The Affair? Oh my God. By the way, I watched all of The Affair. This is not one of my recommendations. Watch it if you want. <laughs> I'm not I'm not out preaching about it. But here's the deal. I was okay with it, mm-hmm. with The Affair on Showtime. It was a soap opera series on Showtime. Because I went on the journey with it. Like, it was a journey. Yes. But they went super off the rails in the middle of their uh, series. Yes. Eventually they go into the future. <laughs> I forgot about, I like blocked that part out <laughs> because, because I was like, what are they doing here? Are they setting up a, like a weird, like spinoff, like Joey after friends? <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> that would have been bold. That would have been bold. I was like, I I went with it. Like, I went down the road with the affair. Yeah. And at one point in the middle of it all, my mom came to visit. And I was like, I'm watching this show, The Affair. She's like, yeah, I stopped watching that. And I'm like, well, I have to watch it because it's one of my stories. Mm-hmm. And I got to watch it. And I, and I was like, fine, I'll tell you what happened since you last watched it. Then I started saying out loud in, in the room, <laughs> like, what all happened. And I, like, I couldn't believe it. Like, I was like, what happened to these writers where they were, like, were they working really, like, overtime? I, and I'm not, like, trying to shade any of the affair writers. Like, cause right. I, I actually enjoy the full thing. Like, I went... With it. Uh, oh, Paul's messing with my... Sorry. What's going on? You were just peeking a little bit. Oh, okay. Okay. So, anyway, I'm, I'm, but I'm more comfortable, like... That's fine. Okay, okay. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> it's like my security plan. Anyway, so <laughs> I'm just saying... You like to feel your lips on the foam? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm just saying, like, uh, it, well, the affair, like, it told the story from the different act. It was like... Yes. It, it was like the song uh, the I was working as a wait, waitress. That's right. It was also a Rashomon. For, and that's bold for an SOSOS. So uh, opera series on Showtime. So um, <laughs> but I, one of the things I liked about the different, the different uh, storytellings uh-huh. was there was one episode where... <laughs> you only watched it when I was watching it, by the way. No, no, no. I watched that whole first season with you. Oh, we watched. First. I think we watched yeah. the first two seasons together. Okay. And then I was like, I, the, the further they get away from the, the beach, the less I'm well, interested. Well, and I was pissed about that <laughs> yeah. myself. Because the locations were beautiful. Oh, I was in it... Like purely for the real estate yeah. porn, like but I was like, yeah. There was there was a, a one story where Joshua Jackson's character passes uh-huh. out at the beach with some ne'er do well kids. Oh, that's and later they, in the. That's yeah, later, and they draw on his face, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, <laughs> in the two tellings, 
He has different drawings on his face. And well, like one was like a giant penis or something. Yeah, one they drew dicks all over his face, which is what people would do. Which I also like feel like they were like they were punchy in the writers' rooms because they were like, let's have him have penises all over his face. This is like a drama. In his version, he just has like some clown makeup drawn on his face. And I was like, come on, what? What are we doing? Now I don't understand. Now it's like, no, I think what happened was we got into Trump's America. And what? And then, and they were like, well, some people are going to see penises on his face and he's going to see it. Like it's the blue and yellow dress or whatever. Oh, come on. Oh, I'm, I'm cutting. Them. I'm trying to give them an out. That's, that's very generous. I'm trying of to you. give them an out. That's very generous of you. Because I do think like in even if you have two different tellings of an incident, mm-hmm. the reality would be like, yeah, he had a star on his forehead or he had like a, you know, a heart on his cheek. Here, it wouldn't be like giant penises all over his face. And then the other person would be. Well, that's the thing. That's like it, it would was like, only be giant penises on his face. <laughs> that would be the most that's memorable. All, that's all they would. These if you pass out. You're some rich asshole to these kids, right? So you pass out on the beach. Right. They've dosed you and you pass out. This is in both stories. Right. They're only going to draw dicks on you. There's <laughs> no way around it. The crazy part about the future story, when they when they went into the future, there they had instead of it just being in the future, which would have been fine mm-hmm. because they wanted to show what happened to this little girl. They yeah. wanted to be like, well, what happens? What are the repercussions of the affair when this child becomes an adult? Right. Into the future because we're not there yet. Let's sidestep the question of who cares. <laughs> Let's focus on what happens. I think they wanted to show that, like, the affair was like it was a big fucking deal. Absolutely. Like, it was such a big fucking deal. (laughs) That, like, it it created this whole chain of events. Ripples that would reverberate throughout time. Yeah. The chain of events of the affair are like, this is no fatal attraction. This is like generational trauma. Here's the thing. thing it also wasn't just an affair. And why the thing I. What do you mean? Well, the the problem that I had with the show, and this is this is a problem, and I will take I will take responsibility for this because it's one of those things where it's the show you thought it was going to be versus the show that it is, and you right. can't hold them responsible for the show that you thought it was going to be. That's not they have not made a mistake. That's you had an expectation. They're doing their own thing. You thought it was going to be something else. That's on you. So I thought it was going to be. The the repercussions of this affair that these people have and how it plays out. I thought this was like an adult show. Uh-huh. Like we're going to see how it affects everybody's lives and everything. Then there was also like a legal angle where there's but a cop that, investigating them for a murder. Yes, because but I think the idea was this these this chain of events. Yeah, I get it, but I don't care. That's not what I want. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. I just wanted to see like the the relationship drama. I didn't care about the are they going to get caught by the cop right. from the, the fucking uh, Kevin James show? <laughs> what was it called? King of Queen. All I know was when. Well, so here's the thing about the future. Queens. So when they show the future repercussions of the affair, they added which they did not have to do, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
a sci-fi element. What was the sci-fi element? <laughs> well, like climate change had like, like swallowed Montauk had like a right, pot, like, right, right, and right. they had to grow like vegetables inside the hat, like hydroponic, right? Because like within twenty years, yeah. like the I, which is fine that they were trying to make that statement but that's not really what the show started as for sure exactly and i don't know well that's the thing is do we know what kind of satirical points they were trying to make about our society all along well, i have no they idea didn't really start doing that until the final season when they were wrapping it all up but they might they might have been i'm saying they might have been doing it the whole time but it didn't it didn't seem obvious they were not <laughs> I can tell you right now, they were not doing it the whole time the th- at all. Here's what I love. At all. When any show has to go into the, the near future <laughs> and they have to decide what are collars going to look like. Will people have no collars <laughs> or will they, will they have standing straight up collars? Will they have wide collars? <laughs> but they could have like also just sort of done like some headlines like here in the year 2046. Three, you know, uh, we are with our second woman president is blah blah blah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. they could have done something a little more hopeful than like all of Montauk has been devastated by right. climate. President Cardi B had this to say. <laughs> I'm just saying, like they didn't have to start it where they were like in a module and like pushing like buttons and like. <laughs> They should have. They like started it like Star Trek. Like it was like a Star Trek. If they'd gone full on twenty years in the future, it's the Matrix where people are in goo. (laughs) I don't even know. I just a little like, okay, where are they going with this? Like, I didn't really know. Mm -hmm. And 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 then it was like, oh, okay, Uh. (laughs) okay, the affair, okay. Well, and I didn't mind it. Like by the time they got to the end of the final season, I was like, "I see, yes, <laughs> I see." Ah, the affair. I see that this affair took them. <laughs> How long has this show been off the air? Now we're just getting around to I feel like taking it, it down. It was just like <laughs> last year or something. It I don't ended. Know. It was like it was just last year, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I only brought it up because of the song you were singing. <laughs> right. That's right. Oh, my God. I forgot. Because I was like, uh, it reminded me of that uh, construct. Yes. It reminded me of that construct. Oh, by the way, if anyone's going to tweet at us and tell us who sang that song, don't, because we're going to look it up during the break. <laughs> <laughs> I know people you know. know. I'm, people I'm surprised I can't remember. But ABC definitely did The Look of Love. The look of love. Which I lo- one of the things I like about that song is it's first of all that guy, I forget his name, but the lead singer of of ABC is is delightful. He's ridiculous. He's got like a very deep voice. Yes, great voice. Their videos are nuts, and he is just like he's hilarious. And the look of love, he goes on and on about the look of love, and how how he knows what it is. Here's what it is. You can see it. You can blah, 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 blah. And then at one point, uh, you know, there's a back and forth where 
where people are asking him, what's the look? And, um, oh, he goes, they say, what's the look? And he goes, I don't know the answer to that question. <laughs> and then they go, who's got the look? And he goes, if I knew, I would tell you. <laughs> and it's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> it's a call what? and answer. You brought it up. It's a call and answer situation. I know. But it's like, why are you? You're the one who started this conversation. He can't figure it out. He's trying. He's like trying to find his way. Well, what's he talking about then? <laughs> Through the whole rest of the song. I don't know, but it's so it's pretty. Now I gotta it's, hear it. It's hilarious. Now we I should we'll listen it. to it. Yeah. Now I gotta hear it. All right, let's take a break. Oh yeah, we'll listen we to have the look of love. Some sponsors. We got some sponsors this week. So not only are we a collab with Kinship Goods, but we've been brought to you by Green Chef, and a special surprise. You'll hear it. It'll come up after. All right, we'll be back. We'll we'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. We'll be back. <laughs> oh we'll God. be back. Narm narm. This week's episode is brought to you by Green Chef. Green Chef is a USDA-certified organic company that makes eating well easy and affordable with plans to fit every kind of lifestyle. Meal plans include vegan, vegetarian, paleo, and keto. Green Chef lets you choose from a wide array of easy-to-follow lifestyles with select organic ingredients. With Green Chef, it is easy to eat well and discover new recipes every week that you'll love to cook. Hey, we've been using Green Chef a bunch lately. We have not repeated a meal twice. We've enjoyed all of them, especially during these crazy times. It is nice to have something that arrives at your door with easy-to-follow instructions, perfectly portioned ingredients. It's been terrific, and we want you to have this same experience Please go to greenchef.com slash homekins80 and use homekins80, that's eight zero, to get $80 off across four boxes, including free shipping on your first box. That is greenchef.com slash homekins80 and use code homekins80 to get $80 off. Green Chef! Stay of Homekins is brought to you in part this week by Medallion Status, the new book by John Hodgman out in paperback on Tuesday, October 13th. Medallion Status, true stories from secret rooms, charts John Hodgman's gentle descent from minor television fame as he flies back and forth to Hollywood collecting strange true stories of <laughs> not partying with Paul Rudd at the Chateau Marmont being invited to dinner at a windowless secret society at Yale without falling down the stairs for once meeting Linus and Chompers two famous Instagram dogs who are much more popular than John Hodgman attaining diamond medallion status on Delta Airlines for traveling so much thus trading the happiness of his family for the pretend love of a major corporation and finally, coming to a soft landing in the obscurity he enjoys and deserves. And John stays at our house all the time when he comes here to That's visit right. Hollywood. It's and in the book. You, he talks about us in the book. This is a strange ad for us to do. <laughs> but we are in that book. John is our dear, dear friend. His book is fantastic. It comes out in paperback on Tuesday. It's a really great book. Um, and in fact, on the cover is a artist's rendering of our actual home that's right isn't that cool which john said he would get some uh he would get that printed up for us and send it to us and it has not <laughs> john will be on virtual book tour next week joining benjamin click a professor of mark twainology courtesy of the mark twain house and museum on thursday 10 15 i guess he's not mark quarantine 
And then on 1015, Amy Mann joins John virtually at the Brookline Booksmith in Massachusetts. You can also order signed and inscribed copies from Books Are Magic in Brooklyn. Support local booksellers. All the details are at johnhodgman.com slash tour. That's J-O-H-N-H-O-D-G-M-A-N dot com slash tour. That is johnhodgman.com slash tour. Promo code nothing. No promo code. Because John couldn't figure out how to do it. But if you email him your receipt at hodgman at maximumfun.org and mention it, stay F. Homkins, that's us, John will write back to you and also tell you some secret detail about our home. Mm, I don't like that. I hope he's just making stuff up. <laughs> Upgrade to medallion status on October 13th. Go to johnhodgman.com slash tour. That is johnhodgman.com slash tour. I hope you enjoyed our sponsors. I, you know what? I hope they enjoyed <laughs> our sponsors too. We, um, we have a hard copy of Medallion Status. <laughs> You're gonna say we have a hard out, so we gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> hey like, guys, sorry. We should have told you we have a hard out tonight. <laughs> I like how like our hard out would be like with ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Which maybe that is a good thing. I don't know. Yeah, it's a Friday night. We have a hard out. Okay, there were a couple things I wanted to get to on the podcast. Number one, I hope everyone's doing okay. This has been uh, quite a week. It's been uh, quite a week. It's been quite a week. (laughs) Nobody asks me to do this voice. (laughs) Really? (laughs) No one? No. Anyway, um, but what I really wanted to do was to talk about the affair war. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Because <laughs> I totally forgot those, those things you did not get to. There was a major detail I did not get to. A major detail, which I feel like I feel like if I share it, it could lead to a larger conversation. <laughs> like a national conversation. <laughs> A national conversation about the affair. <laughs> Moderated by Fran Lebowitz. <laughs> um, well, it could lead to a national conversation because it deals with the age old. <laughs> the age old New York. Ver- <laughs> New York versus Los Angeles. Yes. Feud. Yeah. There were scenes in this. At some point, somebody moves to L.A. Okay. Yeah. Then they have a neighbor who is like, I'm doing goat yoga. Care to join me? It was like never supposed to be in L.A. The thing was all New York. Yes. And and I'm talking about the New York versus L.A. culture wars. Yes. New York, as we all know, is a concrete jungle where dreams are made of. (laughs) L.A. is alfalfa sprouts. (laughs) There was there. It was clear that the writers' room was all, all New, York New York people. <laughs> well, here was the thing: was that was I think at some point when it switched, like I was like, "Am I going to stick with this show?" Because it did go off the rails. Yes, as I said, I explained it to my mom out loud, and I couldn't believe the words that were coming out of my mouth. Yes, as this, Chris Tucker once. <laughs> then, then when they moved from New York to L.A. And there was this <laughs> sort of sort of portrayal of Los Angeles by these by I think New Yorkers who've never been to LA. 
Never visited. You're tra- now you're talking about the actors, not just the the writing. You're talking. No, about I'm the talking actors. about the writing. Okay, okay. So I'm only. Oh, the portrayal of Los Angeles. The yes. portrayal of Los Angeles. I got hung up on the word portrayal. Sorry. <laughs> no, that's my fault. Sorry, the the picture drawn or yes. yeah that I then I became like then it was like watching, you know, like then you start watching it for a totally different reason. Yeah. Where you're like, okay, what is some, this is going to be rich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Lay it on me. It's like if a friend <laughs> does an impression of you, but they pick up on one thing that you do mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they make it seem like you do that all the time. Yeah. Or like, a, or, or any way the South is portrayed on TV. Yeah, where absolutely. it's like, I'm just a hay chewing, you know, hay seed or, you know. <laughs> Or whatever. So <laughs> many <know>? verandas. <laughs> I just, I mean, are you going to go down to the, I went to the DAR this morning. Uh, that's like from a did ten, I ever Tennessee, do wi- Tennessee on, Williams. Yeah. On my podcast, did I ever do my famous impression of people from the South? <laughs> <laughs> what? You mean, y'all. Yeah, that I used to do. Y'all. No, not that one. Just Them girls going to get up and do the Which you can buy on a t-shirt at Kitchen. You can buy on a t-shirt at Kitchen. No, the one that I used to do when we were fir- when we first started dating. Oh, you mean the um You know the yeah, right? Can I do it? No. No. <laughs> what would be the point of you doing it when you're from there? <laughs> this is what I used to this is what Paul used to do. Hey y'all. Well, oh that one. I'm from the South. My granddaddy fought in the Civil War. Hi. We used to do that all the time. Hey, y'all. I'm from the South. <laughs> My granddaddy fought in the Civil War. Now, it's funnier that you do it slower than me because you're from the South. Wait, but I thought you were going to do the other one. What's the other one? When we when we saw those alligators. Ah, <laughs> that was... That was the catalyst for a character that I would later Oh, that, that was an alligator covered. We went to Bull Island. We saw an alligator was covered in duckweed. That alligator was covered in duckweed. And then I made that voice into the contraption air. Oh, okay. I didn't realize. No one did. It was my little secret. All right. So back to the affair just real quick. Uh, <laughs> there can't be more. That <laughs> So it wasn't just the cliches of like... Do you want to do some goat yoga? It was also like he lived in Topanga Canyon, Mm -hmm. but worked in Compton (laughs) and would pick up his kids in like Pacific Palisades. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I was like, quite the commute. Like, that's not happening. Yeah. That is not happening. Yeah, yeah. At all. Like, period. (laughs) It's just not happening. Like, unless, like, you hate yourself and you want to be in the car for four hours. Yeah, there's just no, it's just not, it's not livable. No, it's not even, like, logistically possible. Yeah, unless you do want to be late for everything. <laughs> I mean, it like, you just, like, would not, you couldn't do it. You couldn't, you couldn't do it. You couldn't do it. <laughs> anyway, I just want to say... To, if there are any writers from The Affair listening, I'm not trying to, like, dunk on you because I, I watched every damn minute. I do think it's a little late to say that, but go <laughs> I invite you to visit Los Angeles. <laughs> 
Now, odds are there's probably somebody who has since moved to Los Angeles. Or I bet it's one of those New York people that moves to Los Angeles and they never get over it. They hated it. They hated it. It's a common thing with people that move here from from New York Mm -hmm. where they spend like a good year, two years telling you how much like what they could be doing in New York at this time. Right. What they normally would be doing in New York we don't at this need time. Ya. Don't need you. How they can't. Well, but then, then they usually get past it. And then they admit to themselves, if not to other people, that they actually like it here. I mean, do they? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I was one of those people when I first moved here. About Philly, though, not. about Well, about, about being. Because you didn't live in New York. Yes, but but it's. That's, East Coast. It's an yes. East Coast, West Coast. It's about people having a not accurate understanding of Los Angeles and like a weird bred, you know, contempt for it that we're all raised with mm-hmm. outside of California. Right. If you're not from California, you are taught to. What's funny to me, too, is whenever I tell people outside of. California mm-hmm. that I'm from Los Angeles. They always phrase everything in terms of California. Like right. they don't say Los Angeles. Which in Los Angeles New York is, people definitely phrase it as Los Angeles. Los Angeles is so like unique in and of itself within the landscape of California. Yeah. I mean like there's so I mean California is so large. It's huge, but people are like like when I in I get it a lot in, in Charleston and like the suburbs in Charleston when people ask me where I'm from and I say Los Angeles and they say, oh, do you like living in California? California. California. Yeah. But it's also like first I haven't of even all, been to I've never been to Big Sur. It's like on my bucket list. What okay? a weird question to ask someone when they say that's where you live. Do you like it there? Also, <laughs> like it's so presumptuous. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I, I will say this because I've lived, you know, you've been to Hollywood. You've been to Redwood. <laughs> I've I've done some I've done middle, I've done each coast, I've done north south, so far. So here's the deal: if you grew up in the south, uh, Los Angeles is culturally an easier like pill to swallow, an easier adjustment. Yes, because there are overlaps. They're, yeah. they're uh, like, they're sort of like the slower pace of things, you know, the nicer weather, mm-hmm. the, you know, there's also more driving, there's more driving like New York, you're on the subway, blah, blah, blah. But also I think in terms of personalities, there's an eccentricity factor mm-hmm. like in Hollywood when I, cause when I first moved to Hollywood, I mean, I was like, Oh, there's like a lot of weirdos just trying to be who they never got to be. Yeah. You know, like roaming around, you know, and, and there's sort of this like fun live and let live thing. And there's a bunch of weirdos in the South. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of like eccentric weirdos that are like, you know, I don't know how to explain, like just real characters. Yeah. And I think that that feels similar. So culturally, I didn't have as much of a shock because I didn't come from Manhattan. Like Manhattan is the biggest culture shock, I think, of all. Manhattan is, yes. Because Manhattan is is a assault to your vagus nerve, you know, like it's. An assault to your vagus nerve? Yes. What does that mean? You don't know what the vagus nerve is? 
I've never heard this before. What? <laughs> what is it? The vagus nerve, like V-E-G-A-S? No, like V-A-G-U-S. No, I don't know what this is. I've never heard this. It's like you're... I'm not a doctor. Don't do this to me. <laughs> what? How are you going to act like I'm ridiculous for never having heard of this thing? I know what it is, <laughs> but I can't teach you what it is. Does that make sense? <laughs> well, no. In the, only in the sense that this is an extremely specific thing you've just said. It's a major thing. Is it? Is this? Uh, okay, let me ask you this. Is this an actual nerve in yes, the body? it is like... Okay. It's like uh, this is not a, a philosophical concept. This, this is, is this is physically. There's a thing in you called the vagus nerve. Yes. Okay. It is the nerve. Okay. The nerve. <laughs> it is not a nerve. Oh, honey, it's the nerve. <laughs> oh, have you been to the human body? You simply must go to the vagus nerve. You haven't been. Tell me you've been to the vagus nerve. <laughs> it's impossible to get a reservation, but I know someone who works there. <laughs> the vagus nerve. All right. It's like the nerve. It's the Okay, here it I got here. <laughs> <laughs> the vagus nerve, historically cited as the pneumogastric nerve. Well, that's what I know it as. <laughs> It is the 10th cranial nerve, or mm. CNX. 10th. Ooh, classy. CNX. Um, and interfaces with the parasymp- parasympathetic. <laughs> you, you got caught up on the idea that it interfaces with something. You didn't even hear what it interfaced with. You're like, interfaces? That sounds like, What's it doing? That sounds like a Silicon Valley term, not a body, <laughs> like a human body term. Uh, the vagus nerve, historically cited as the uh, pneumogastric nerve, is the 10th cranial nerve, or CNX, and interfaces with that. the paras... <laughs> I was so close to new things. <laughs> now i got to start over again. I hope you're happy. Mm, I am happy. The vagus nerve, historically cited as the pneumogastric nerve, is the 10th <laughs> cranial nerve, or CNX, and interfaces with the parasympathetic control of the heart, lungs, and digestive tract. Ooh, big nerve. Big ass nerve. The vagus nerves are normally referred to in the singular. Mm. What's going that on? That was fucking terrifying. Paul just like, <laughs> there's like something flashing out of our window, and Paul just looked over like we were being a ret, like the F, like a SWAT team. It just we have. Well, honey, it's spooky season. It is spooky season. I know. We have two by our front door, which we are kind of next to as we're recording. We have these two frosted panes of glass side on the other side of windows. the door. Side, side light, light windows. windows. And there was like a weird shadow. It's a car was going down around. the damn street. Yeah. And so the, the, the headlights illuminating some leaves against the window. Mm-hmm. And it's very it spooky, like a fucking monster. Tonight I'm excited because I want to start the haunting of. I know Bly Paul Manor. cannot wait to make us watch horror stuff, which oh. I'm fine with. It's the spooky season. <laughs> wait. So what did you think about the Vegas nerve? I think it's great. I think it's beautiful. Beautiful nerve. My whole point is when like. If you go to if you move to a big city like Manhattan where you're crammed in and there's constant stimulation just coming in your stimuli or whatever the fuck <laughs> that it is a vagus nerve taxer. Yeah. I mean <laughs> a city like that this shit's going to hit you right in the vagus nerve. It's going to fucking hit you. Your vagus nerve is going to be like help help get me out of here. So I 
I, I need to interface with something. So I know that you know the word because you know how my brother is like six two or whatever. <laughs> yes. And and like he occasionally like faints. Yes. Because he's having what is known as a vaso a vasovagal response, which is like a vascular vagal vagal right. response. Right, right, right. So like. One time he was here. See, I feel bad. I'm like telling tales on him, but like you're smiling so big telling <laughs> the story. I never seen it happen. <laughs> I never seen it happen. You just heard tell of it. I just knew it because he fainted. He had to go to the emergency room because he fell on his head and he, like he passed out on his fucking head or whatever. <laughs> because he's so fucking big, man. And like he's a gentle giant. He's like he's tree, tree beard. Giant. So we he was visiting and we went out with his wife and the, his friend to we were in Koreatown and we were doing Korean barbecue and my brother is like we call him like a Hoover vacuum because like he eats like he eats like I don't know how to explain it. He's like a Hoover vacuum. Honey, <laughs> <laughs> you brought it back around. He like eats like so much. He'll eat it all. He'll eat anything. He's like, it just like it disappears. He's a big man with a big appetite. It disappears into him. I don't. It's like he could be a competitive eater because (laughs) he's he's thin. He's not. He's not like a. Well, now he's thin. He did lose some weight. He did. He's in. He's in very good shape. He's He's really taking care of himself. But yeah, he does have a. He does have. I would say healthy appetite. He eats so much. And so we went to the Korean barbecue place. And we were like, and you know, they're like bringing you all these foods and stuff. And like, it's like you're cooking on the thing. And he ate so much food that he had a fuck. I'm sorry. It was actually very scary. It was very scary. It was very scary. But he had a vasovagal response. Because what happened? He stood up. No, there was no, no standing. <laughs> there was no standing. No, none taken. So, so the first thing that happened was he started <laughs> he started sweating mm-hmm. like profusely. Mm-hmm. That might have been the second thing that happened. The first thing that <laughs> happened was he went white, right, right, like right, right. All, like all the color of his face completely drained down. I guess to his stomach. <laughs> because it needed to be, the blood needed to be there mm-hmm. for the digestive processes. So we went all in there, and he turned white, and then he started, like, sweating. <laughs> like, just, like, pouring sweat. And then he was like, I don't feel so good. And, so, and my sister-in-law knew, because mm-hmm. they'd been down this road. And she was like, and he was like, I felt like he might, he was like, I might throw up. Like he was nauseous. Right. I were in this busy restaurant and there's like a line. Like we waited like 45 minutes to get in this fucking restaurant. Like there's like a line. It's like one of these places where you have to just wait and like, and you can't linger. Like you got to eat and leave. (laughs) You know what I mean? And she was like, oh, like, it's like, we were like, oh my God, is he going to like barf? On the floor of this mm. restaurant. So we <laughs> we had like been to the drugstore and she dumped the stuff out of the plastic bag and was like holding the plastic bag. And he Aww. took his, he had to put his head like down between his knees. Yeah. And we were like kind At of. At the table? Yes. That must have been difficult. He had to like push out to the side and kind of like. Yeah. Bend down. Aww. And then, and then, um, 
And then um, it took like 15 minutes or so or like 20 minutes. And mm-hmm. we finally got him out of there and paid the check and like got out of there. And then the color slowly came back to his like face. He didn't barf. He didn't faint. And then, um, but he was dripping. Like, his shirt was, like, soaked. And I took a picture of him. (laughs) Now, here's what's funny. Yeah. I was not there for this story. No, you weren't there that day. And I thought that he had fainted in the story. He didn't faint in that. Was there another time you guys were all out and he fainted? No, he fainted in before from the vasovagal response. Where they, ha- but did you witness this or no. no? Laura, my sister-in-law, was with him, and they went to the hospital, and they told him that that's what it was. And that happened where they lived. That did not happen like I out think here it was or in, in Philadelphia. Okay. Wow. So that's, so that's why I thought you might know what the Vegas nerve was. No, man, I do now, and I'm glad. I'm glad to know it. I don't mean to be laughing because there's probably people listening. They're like, I have that, and it's not fucking funny. And I can fall and hit my fucking head. It, hey, everyone. Like, listen, I don't want my brother to have it. I'm just saying when it happened, it was like there was a drama. <laughs> but you weren't laughing at the time. Fuck no. <laughs> I was like, if, I was like, I was like, is he going to go down? Yeah. Is he going to barf? What's going on? Like, I was looking around like, I don't know. Like, barf. does somebody know like what like medical stuff is? Because I don't know what's happening. Like, I didn't know. Did you grow up with the term barf? Was that the one that your family used? Puke, maybe. Or like, or um, throw up. Just we throw said up. throw up. Just throw yeah. up. We said throw up. And then I'm trying to think when barf I Barf is older, more of an 80s. Barf is like... I think of barf as 80s, 80s too. Yeah. Like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. barf. <laughs> or like... Gag me with a spoon. spoon. <laughs> That's gnarly. Do you know, I remember seeing Moon Zappa, who, who did the song Valley Girl with her father, Frank Zappa. Mm. Uh, and in then concert, I, you I, mean? No, not, <laughs> not in concert. Oh. But I, I would eventually meet her uh-huh. uh, many times. Well, she's a an Angelino. Like, doesn't yes. she have like Born a little shop, shop on Larchmont and stuff? I think so. But I remember seeing her as a, as a kid when that song came out. Mm-hmm. She did it on the Merv Griffin show. Did she? And she lip synced. She lip synced it. You know, like they're not going to like. Right. Merv Griffin's not going to have like a full band for her to do the song. And the song is like Valley Girl. She was a Valley Girl. And then she's saying all the. Oh, but my God. Grody. Gag, gag me with a spoon. spoon. Totally tubular. And I my memory of it is her like sitting on the edge of the stage because it was filmed in front of a live audience of old people. <laughs> and she's sitting there with a microphone lip syncing this conversation it was very strange i wonder if that clip exists we gotta find it yeah now Um, that y'all can tweet at us no we'll find it look here's what we know how to google oh we know how to google give us a day guys just give us a day i have a question for the listeners okay do you have like a friend who Or you know someone, or you work with someone, or whatever with someone who, like, basically they are like, oh, where did you, um, how did you find that, or where did you find that? And it's like the, like the obvious 
like avenue to the answer is to Google it yourself. <laughs> Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like the person that's like, how did you find, you know, da 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 da, and you're like, I fucking just Google it, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, and it's like, and it's obvious, like, but then you're like thinking like how, like either A, they willfully want you to Google it or B. Do you know what? I have a little bit of sympathy for it because <laughs> I have been that person on occasion and then, but not, not, I don't think out loud. I don't think like in person, but I've had the compulsion to like text a friend Hey, how did you find out about this thing? And then realize, like, oh, I can look it up. I, I stop myself before I do it. And, but, like, some people, like, online, like, I'm in a Facebook group for these fucking actresses and <laughs> just a real situation. I have I'm to tell a you. Facebook group with, like, fucking actresses. Fucking commercial actresses that fucking know everything about everything. And they'll be like, I've tried Googling this and I can't find it. And so they'll like That's preface. fair. They'll Absolutely. Preface. And so I know someone on here said blah, 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 but I can't find, you know, and, it, yes. and then you're like, okay. Yeah. Here's what it was. But okay. That's more than fair. But like, okay. But like, have you ever, here's my second part of my question. Have you ever used let me Google that for you.com? <laughs> I never have. Okay. Cause but I have. <laughs> other people have, done that on my behalf <laughs> and i fucking love it's pre- it's, it is pretty great here's the thing say. if you're listening to this and you don't know you probably already know and so i'm not telling you something new but there's a website called let me google that for you.com mm-hmm. where you can type in the thing that your coworker <laughs> is so dumb about <laughs> and then it will then send them to a Google page where it actually types in the thing that they asked about into Google in front of their eyeballs. Yeah. And it is the best. It's pretty good. Whoever came up with that, it is really good. It's my favorite. <laughs> it's kind of like my weird. It's like a weird favorite thing I have. You know what, honey? I'd like to be the weird favorite thing I have. <laughs> Are you weird, though? I'm pretty weird. I got a twisted sense of humor. I'm I, fluent in sarcasm. Mm, true. <laughs> Let me ask you this question. Yeah, okay. Have people ever told you to your face that you're weird? Oh, like in high school or whatever. I've been told I, I'm weird. Yeah. When like I w- as an adult, I've been told it. I haven't been, as an adult, I haven't been told in a long time. I think the last time I remember anything like that was like when I was in my 20s working retail jobs and it's like, mm. sometimes you work with cool people and then sometimes you work with people. Why? Because like are, you might like read zines or something and they're like, you're <laughs> weird. No. It would, be because, it would always be because I was like joking around or making some joke. Here's the, here's the thing that I think about when I think about that sort of thing, this is what pops into my mind is I worked with this dude. I want to say his name was Alex. Um, He briefly worked at this store that I worked at. And he was the type of guy, like, I think he wasn't, he was a wannabe actor. Mm -hmm. And on hearing that I did stand-up, because I was working my way up in stand-up at the time, uh, when I met him 
and I, I, he asked me about what I did or whatever, and I said, I, I'm, I do stand-up. He goes, oh, yeah, I did stand-up once. And then, mm. uh, so he's that kind of guy, right? Mm-hmm. So, he, like, would you describe that kind of guy as, like, like a know-it-all? Like, they have to always be, like, on top of any topic like you. I think more smug. Smug, okay. You know, he was okay. smug. And I remember one time I was at the register, and I was ringing somebody up, and I was joking around with this person, and the person was laughing. Like, sure. Like, I knew how to like joke around Like, you were having a nice interaction with this customer. Yes, exactly. Yes. And so I made some joke, and the person laughed, and then he was, like, next to me, and he went, feel free to slap him. <laughs> like, that kind of attitude to me oh, Jesus. is so, like, no, you don't understand you're the dumb one here. Right. <laughs> like you're you're the you're the one that's not on the same page no, as everybody else. What was else. going on in my opinion? Here's what was going on in my opinion was like an insecurity because he wanted to be I think it be, always gets back to that. Yeah, yeah. He wanted to be the one that was the funniest one or he wanted Funny to be the smartest. <laughs> he could never be. No, he was, he was probably used to being like the, the charming smartest, one in funniest. his group yeah, or yeah. whatever, you know. And so when there, so now comes like a threat to that. And so he has to like do like a put down thing. Yeah. In, in, in as a way of like, but also like in such a way where he thinks he's saving face. Like you can't confront someone about something like that. No, you can't. Like you, you really can't. Because they're being kind of like, they're just on the edge of polite society. Yeah, where it's like, oh, he doesn't know what to. Here's what's really funny. Here's what's really funny is that I think that those those type of people are threatened by people who are kind of doing their own thing. Sure. But what's funny about the people that are doing their own thing, like I remember my my best friend in high school, Anthony. We had dinner like years after high school. And he was recounting like stories of like funny things that I did or or outrageous things that I did in high school mm-hmm. that I didn't remember that well. Mm-hmm. But he said like it was great because you didn't care what other people thought. And mm-hmm. what's so funny to me is like all you that's did all was I care. cared about. That's all you cared about. That's all I cared yeah. about. So it's like we're all fucking doing the same thing. We're all like we're right. all. I'll, but it I, takes so long to learn how... It takes, it takes forever to learn it takes so that long everyone to, is doing the best they but can. But it takes so long to even learn... Like, it, t- it has taken me so long to learn that, like, other people don't, like value treating other people night like 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 yeah. like they're like they'd be like i don't understand why this person was so mean to this other per- person like i'll talk about it in therapy and it's like because everyone is so fucking unique in mm-hmm. it here's the problem with catholicism because oh boy like <laughs> that was a sharp turn well because you kind of grow up in this culture yeah of like the golden rule or whatever, yeah. like like to the point where you think that like just like you're being taught like to brush your teeth or <laughs> or like, you know, I don't know, wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. You believe that every other person is taught this same rule book. Like yeah. you do, like you go to, like you're indoctrinated kind of 
Not kind of. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to like Catholic school and they teach you this thing that's like, this is how it is. This is the rule. Mm-hmm. You treat, you know, you, you know, love thy neighbor as thyself. Like, yes. you, like that's the rule. Do unto that's others. the yeah. fucking rule. And Absolutely. it's called the golden rule. Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay. You brush your teeth. You wash your hands out of your bathroom and da, 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 da. And then when you're exposed to all these different like value systems, it blows your fucking mind. Like you can't wrap your head. I, I honestly feel like it would be do better to like learn about evil earlier. Maybe I'm wrong. Ooh, that's interesting. Because autogamy is like a really long, I know like some people grow up in like very treacherous homes Yeah, and they, but also that's confusing in a different way because it's secret. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, you know, but, but that's the thing that fucks them up too. Yeah. Because they're taught like everyone's good or whatever. And so they don't, they don't learn to be skeptical of the bad. Well, they're also learning at home that it's like, it's the idea that this is normal. Like the way that I'm mm-hmm. treating you is the way that fathers or mothers treat kids. This is what this is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And you don't you don't necessarily have anything to compare it to. It's always wild when you It's so bad. When you're a kid, you go to somebody else's house yes. and see what their dynamic is with their family. Yes. You know, and how it stacks up against yours. Um And I think those experiences are valuable as long as you're not harmed and you know, like those experiences are valuable. The the experiences of going to other people's yes. homes, you mean? Yes. Oh, absolutely. But it, but here's the thing. What sucks is you can't. You're not old enough to process it. You don't have the maturity to process no, it. And you're like, all you're left with is, man, I wish that our family was more like that family. They I seem would, to all like love each other and hang out together. They sit down and have dinner and... together at the table. <laughs> they don't ask. They, you don't have to fend for your fucking self. <laughs> I mean, but then people would come to my home and think it was like cool, yeah. and I would be like, "No one's here." <laughs> I <I'm>, yeah, <laughs> that does sound pretty cool. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> like your mom is like making a giant casserole, and my right. mom's like coming home with a briefcase and like pouring a drink or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> like that's not even what. <laughs> I don't know. I do think that experience of like going to other people's homes when you're a kid is so interesting. Yeah. Like having sleepovers and stuff. Like mm-hmm. I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. It was fun. Did you sleep over? Did yeah. guys, guys sleep over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guys sleep over? We did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was great. But if listeners remember, Paul lived in a in a double with his cut co- on the cousins on the other side, which I was very jealous of. That's right. We had a, we had uh, a big old house. It was a duplex. Um, and adjoining our house was they our called duplexes house. doubles in Philadelphia. <laughs> double, double with cheese animal style. Um, so like, he, I yeah. just like that whole, Experience seems so fun to me. I just it was, honestly, it was fun. We I've had said a, this on the we podcast. Had a, we before, had a shared so backyard. We had it, a shared backyard, and we I just would, like love it. Yeah, we would play together all the time, and around, like around this time, we'd be playing flashlight tag. Which like was my, my cousins. Oh, you would flashlight. Loved See, it. my cousins. Well, first of all, like my dad is the youngest of six, so I'm like the sec- second or third youngest of the cousin of the twenty. 20- 
some cousins mm-hmm. because my dad is so young in the lineup. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and the clo- cousins closest to my age, they grew up in Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. And I, so I didn't really become close with them until I was an adult. Um, and I love Minneapolis, St. Paul. Yeah. Like, I love it. Me too. Well, I went to like. Theater- Shout out to the Twin Cities. I went to theater school with people from there and it's like a big theater town. Yeah. And, and so I was always like kind of obsessed with that whole, cause I have a friend from there whose parents, Oh, I mentioned this. Oh my God. I have had a second weekend water. So, <laughs> Well, I did a show at the Guthrie one time, which was the first time I saw a sign on a door I oh, with Amy Mann. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. First I was like, I, you did a show at the Guthrie. First, you didn't do an equity. I did a King Lear. Uh, they just I, did a they did a concert there, wasn't yes. it? A run. Yes. It, well, it was so cool because it was Sorry, a, I'm not trying to like knock you down. No, no, no. It was a Christmas show. The new Guthrie, though. The one on the river. The I fancy one. I don't remember. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. It was I don't new remember. One. Here's what I remember. Yeah. It, we, it was a Christmas show. It was Christmas time. And so the theater was set up for a Christmas carol. They sure. were doing run of the Christmas Big money carol. maker for theaters. And so we got to perform with that set behind us, which was really cool. Sure. Um, but Because uh, you I loved it. Also, what listeners don't know, Paul loves Dickens. I'm a, I'm a Dickens fan. That's yes. not a thing that has come up on the podcast before. It's not. We'll save that for later. For okay. Because uh, we'll still be in quarantine at Christmas. To, <laughs> oh, sure. We, the way things are going? Yep. That's right. Special Christmas episode coming up. <laughs> so... The first time I ever saw this sign on a on a place like this, a sign in the window of in the door of the Guthrie that said, uh, "You can't bring your gun in here." <laughs> Jesus Christ! I was like, "What the? Do you have to be told at the Guthrie Theater? Like, hey, don't bring a gun to well, the show." Twenty twenty is the year we learned that Minneapolis wasn't doing so well. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, let's. We should wrap it up. Let's do recommendations. Let's 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 talk about positive things. <laughs> well, but my recommendation isn't so positive. What is it? The Salisbury poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. Positive recommendation. Subject matter, not so positive. Here's the deal. I signed up for a seven day <laughs> free trial of amc plus this is how we're trying to we're trying to bob and weave with all these platforms bobbing and weaving. doing the doing the sign up and canceling after we watch the thing i wanted to see <laughs> the mini se- the four-part mini series on the salisbury poisonings you can do that in seven days yeah it's, it's four hours. Easy. You can watch it. In, you can watch it one day. Also, something I've noticed mm-hmm. when you sign up for a free trial, if you cancel it that day, you still have the length of the free trial. True. So now that's that's your time. You can just go kicking around <laughs> on that app. Now, what's this shit? I'll watch so two seconds of this. It. No, I, don't like it. Done. I fucking did it. I was screaming. <laughs> it I, really affected I you. I was so. Uh, you were reacting in real time. First of all, I kind of like absorbed that news story very minimally in 2018. Me too. When yeah. it, you know, uh, also there was some secrecy surrounding it. It felt. Mm-hmm. 
it felt far away. It felt obscure. It felt wild that Putin fucking poisoned. I mean, it just felt so. I don't know. This miniseries was well done because they really brought it to reality for me. Yes. It it was a it was a crazy reckless assassination attempt that terrorized an entire town. Oh, uh, I mean I can't even talk about it. Right. It's, like I it's literally wild. can't yeah. talk about it right it, now. But it's definitely it's, like it's, so it's extremely upsetting. well done. It's extremely well done. And the real stories behind it are so so I my heart goes out to the people that had to deal with this yeah. and have lost pe- loved ones and Absolutely. stuff. But I did think it was well handled by by the um, dramatist. Absolutely, it was really well done. That's seven, a good record. That's a good recommendation. Seven day free trial. <laughs> right. You go. You go. My recs are first of all, I want to recommend uh, if you haven't seen it, The Haunting of Hill House. Oh on yeah, Netflix, Paul is obsessed. Which I loved. I've watched it, it was twice. Very good. It was so well done. So I don't. Halloween. I don't know why that really like hit a sweet spot. It's the kind of horror that I really like. That is, um, it's atmospheric. What's well, it gives you family? Well, yes, but it's but it's it, there. The family drama of it is well done, uh-huh. but it's also as horror. It's atmospheric and it's like the dread feeling. It's not like a ton of jump scares. There's only like a couple jump scares in it. I think well, the throughout the entire was so thing. Good too. The acting is so good. It's a great cast. Our friend Elizabeth Reeser was in it. That's who's right. A terrific actress. Yes, yeah. and the kids who play the younger versions of the adult actors are all great. Um, so that's if you're looking for something to watch. Gr- G- G- Gino, Cugino, see, she's pretty hot. I mean, don't you agree? I mean, I guess she's attractive. <laughs> <laughs> you agree, right? Yeah, yeah. She's fucking gorgeous. She's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I that's my that's one of my recommendations. The other one is my friend Tony Newsom has a new album out. With her friend Bethany Thomas. Which you mentioned on the last podcast. That's right. Yeah. It's out now. It's finally out. It's yeah. called Material Flats. I downloaded it. I can't wait to listen to it. Um, but I just want to give another uh, plug It's for on that. Bandcamp. It's on Bandcamp. You can go. They have a website. Hold on a second. Do you have any live shows coming up? Because that's something you need to plug. Oh, that's true, too. Um, first, let me find uh, Tawny's site because they have their own site. Um, no, um, I found it on their Bandcamp. It is on Bandcamp, oh, okay, but okay. she this is the this is the this is the material. link that she gave. Um, material flats. Material flats. There we go. Tawnyandbethany.com. dot com. Oh, tawnyandbethany.com. dot com. Go to Tawny By and the Bethany. way, Paul com. hosts co-hosts a podcast with Tawny. Yes, it's a start official Star Trek, start. the pod directive. We've discussed that. Here's my live dates coming up. Oh, good. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> what is happening? Oh, good. I didn't mean it like that. Oh, here he goes with his live dates. Oh, I did not mean it I like know, that. I know. Honey, I'm getting around. Oh, I know. Good. It's <laughs> fucking one in the morning <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> it's one in the morning somewhere. This is like a two-hour episode. Episode First of 30. all, the, the, episode 30. It's episode 30. I'm so feeling episode 30 right now. You're getting more bang for your buck. Real episode 30 vibes. Um, the the show that Lauren and I, Lauren Lapicus and I just did on October 5th is still up. It's up for seven days after the original airing. So you have another couple days to watch it. Um, uh, Lapicus and Tompkins uh, 
and The Living Dead of The Living Dead. That is up. Uh, you can find all these. I'll tell you where you find all these. Uh, Plan 9 from Outer Space, a live reading that's going to be uh, the 29th. Day after my of birthday. Of October, day after your birthday. God. And then a thrilling adventure. 43 is going to be so weird. Keep going. Mm. <laughs> and then uh, thrilling adventure hour. We're doing a Halloween show. It's uh, all beyond belief. Uh, Halloween beyond belief. Cute. Very uh, cute. That's me and Patrick Brewster as Frank and Sadie Doyle. Oh, perfect. Uh, with two all new uh, beyond belief stories. And that is on Halloween night. We're doing Stop that on it. Halloween night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stop it. So that's an earlier, for most of us, that's an earlier show. It'll be 5 p.m. Um, so you can kind of start your Halloween night. Where can and folks then find all of this stuff? You can go to pauleftompkins.com slash live. Slash. Slash. If you want to find these links, these this treasure, treasure. go to pauleftompkins.com slash live. That's the Appalachian treasure. For your pleasure. Let me measure that. Okay, and there you y'all. go. Okay, uh, y'all. Okay, y'all. Please follow us on Twitter at Stay of Homekins. Please follow us on Instagram. Paul loves to post those reference photos a day or two after we launch. Yes. Please go to kinshipgoods.com. Find your official Stay of Homekins merch. Please Take care of yourself. You can write to us at stayofhomekins at gmail.com. Oh, yes. We've been we love hearing good, from we've you. We've been getting amazing letters, by the way. But, hey, yeah, take care of yourself. Have, try to have fun. Like, Halloween's a fun time. People are very vulnerable on the emails, and I I really like it. Is that weird? No, that's not say? weird. I like when people are really fucking human. I think it's nice when people Be are honest. Be fucking human. Yes. Be fucking human to yourself. Yeah. Be fucking human. with You know what? This is a weird... We voted this week. We did. We dropped off our ballots. Do you think they'll be counted in the machine, in the computer system properly? Well, we we did uh, track them with ballot no, I tracks. Mean, af- not that. I'm talking about the count. The count that goes to the main... The holy counting? I don't know. I hope so. I, I, we're, we're at a place where we don't know what's going to happen. But let's not... We're so close to ending on a positive note. <laughs> Make a plan to vote. Make a plan to vote. Yeah, check out check out voter guides um, in your area. People uh, probably already voted. Figure this, out what this you're election's do. been going on for a while. But you know, some people haven't yet. So, like, make a plan to vote. Do what you got to do. And be fucking safe, man. Yes. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Uh, we thank you for listening. We really do. And we'll be back next week. Until then, stay safe. Stay, stay sane. sane. And stay, stay home, home if you can. Because you might have an essential job. Okay. We're throwing that in the mix now? <laughs> I just want to be it's a little late. clear that we're, we're 30 episodes It's in. an inclusive. We're 30 episodes is in. Inc- stay home unless you live in Hill House. Then get out of there. The call is coming from inside the house. I'll remember that. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week.